Hey, Children's Ministry community. Welcome to the Kid Challenge podcast. We want to inspire and challenge you to become a children's ministry leader, taking your ministry to the next level. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Welcome to the Kid Challenge podcast. And we have a special treat for everybody. We have with us today a special guest, and um, we're going to introduce him here in a minute, and we're so humbled to have him on the podcast, and um, he is a fellow children's evangelist, and he's a kids pastor, Uh, he's become a friend, and so um, we had Brother David Moore here for, I think, maybe one or two times of refreshings. We've seen a bunch of kids get the Holy Ghost, a bunch of them baptized in Jesus' name. And we just appreciate our brother for taking his evening to join us here on the podcast. What's up, Brother David? Hello, Brother Alvarez. How you doing? Doing excellent. Thank you for coming on today. You're in Beaumont, Texas, and you're the Kids View pastor there, and... uh you're a pretty awesome children's evangelist as well, so you're a man of many hats. And so thank you for being on the podcast. We wanted to just pick your brains about object lessons because we know you're the object lesson guy. And so um, you want to greet everybody, and then I can get to a question or two maybe? Come That'd on in. Awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I appreciate you doing this with me. And um, you're, you're one of my heroes, and I, I appreciate all that you do. And so, yeah, I'm in Beaumont and been here for 13 years, I believe. So I've, I've been traveling a lot before then. And so I've been here for the last 13 years, still travel quite a bit, but uh, love doing the kids stuff. So, yeah, I'm a kids pastor for the last three years, I believe, here. And so we when I took over, we had eight kids. And I think last count we had we've been averaging around 40. So. So wow. God's blessing. Amen. Good. And you're uh, you're in the process of developing and finishing up an object lesson book that's coming out soon. We'll talk about that here yeah. some more. But um, I'm going to pick your brain here about some object lessons. And and I know you said you can pick up anything and, and teach oh, it yeah. like Jesus, you know, just hands on and ready, apt to teach, ready to teach anything. Yes, I, I love doing object lessons. So that's like one of my favorite things. We're here, bro. Oh, there you are. I lost you. There, there we are. Me. So what it, what uh, approach do you take to these object lessons that you create, bro? What's, what's your approach to this? Uh, so I, I believe object lessons are critical. Um, object lessons, number one, are... Children's Ministry Magazine said years ago, and this is what really got me kicking with object lessons, is Children's Ministry Magazine said years ago, if you're not teaching objects, object lessons, they're not learning. We live in such a visual culture that that's become more and more prevalent than ever before. Um, everything is built around the visual, even with Facebook and social media. It's gotten to a point to where if you write content and just words, it kind of gets seen, but you got if you put graphics or more graphics or video, it gets more seen because we become such a visual. And most time we think we stand up in front of 
first graders and give a, a kindergarten lecture that they're going to really be really engaged. But I think the object lessons help engage them more than even with the storytelling abilities. It just helps connect us to our kids. I t- matter of fact, if you look up speeches, even, it's moved into other generations with um, teenagers and adults. If you look up speeches, they'll say, start with something funny, start with a story or an object. And they're teaching a lot right now about public speaking, using objects to engage with the audience. And you know, something else a lot of people don't talk about with object lessons is we hear a lot of discussion about science or God. And I never understood why those separations started happening because I believe science is a perfect layout of, of understanding the functionality and how God operates. For example, one of my favorite object lessons to teach on that is photosynthesis. Here's how photosynthesis works. You have the sun in the sky, sun rays beat down on a leaf, on a plant. That plant also has roots that pull minerals from the ground. When that light and the minerals from the ground meet inside that plant, it creates a substance that feeds that plant. That right there is preaching. When you have revelation and understanding from God, and you pull from your everyday life like the dirt, and when that meets in the middle with that revelation, that's what feeds our soul. That's what feeds our spirit. And I believe situations like that show exactly how God functions. And if we can teach our kids that no matter what they look at, no matter what they're facing, no matter what's in their life, they can actually look and see how God is operating in everything around them. That's where the Bible says, you know, the heavens declares wonders. You can look at anything and see the splendor of God because he functions in everything. He has, he has created science, everything around us to show how incredible he is and how he functions and how he operates. So I think that's a kind of a secondary level of teaching our kids object lessons shows no matter what you have, God can work in it. Wow. Amen. I know it just, whenever you're, you're observing an object lesson, it just kind of leaves, leaves something in your mind. Um, one of the guys has just joined the children's ministry here. He remembers us doing some type of surgery on somebody <laughs> it was a real comical deal where we were having surgery on his heart. We were taking stuff out of his heart, whatever. Oh, yeah. But that stayed in his mind as a as a young person and observing this object lesson. He and, and now that he's involved, he said, I, that's just been etched in my mind what you guys did. You know, I can still see that person laying down and you guys taking and doing doing what you did. But object lessons are very memorable to to a kid and they'll they'll always remember uh you doing something crazy like that so one of the first sunday school lessons that i ever taught i was doing before i ever learned what an object lesson really was um they're like hey could you teach this class i was probably 19 i'm like yeah it was a junior high class i thought man i need to figure something out so i actually took cardboard wrapped aluminum foil around this front of the cardboard and i taught and i had a sword and I taught with that sword. And there are guys now, they're old with kids and all. And they still remember that goofy lesson I taught. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't big. But I was one of the first people that they had seen walk in with something as simple as that. And it just grabbed their attention. So, yeah, you're right. It, there's times that it just 
embeds in your brain when you got an object to go with it. Right. Why is it so easy for you, bro, to, to teach object lessons? So actually, that's one of the things that I've been that's one of the reasons I started this book is I was te- <laughs> I was teaching a class one time about storytelling and how to develop this. And I went through the whole process. And this lady raised her hand. She goes, how does a normal person like me do that? And I'm like, that's what I'm telling you. And yeah. so. I couldn't figure out why it was so easy for me to walk through this process and other people struggle so hard. So I started really doing some self-examination and I figured out a process. And so that's why I started breaking that process down, trying to help other people develop this. Cause it's not just a me thing. I wanted to, I broke down the process that I actually walked through to get to the end result of an object lesson. And like anything else in kids ministry, there's not just a natural talent. It's, it's practice, it's work. And most of the time there's a process to it. And so that's, you know, I I figured out that's why is there's actually a process my head goes through on what is it, what's it doing? How does it relate spiritually on how to take each of those questions and break it apart to figure out how to convey what you're trying to say. So your new book coming out, is that going to like break down how to? Yes. The how to's another. Yes. It actually takes those three questions, break those questions apart and shows I'm, um, our target goes Memorial day. So I'm just about a month out. And, um, so on, I posted on my website, real life with David. I did that because ministry is about real life. And I, I believe in, like the object lessons talking about everyday real life scenarios and not some fictitious fantasy world like Disney produces. This is real life stuff. You know, the Bible stories are not just stories. They're lessons. They're, they're they actually happened. And so I put on there a, a form that you can fill out to kind of keep updated on um, when the book and the process of the book. So if you want to be on the mailing list, you can do that at reallifewithdavid.com. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this book. I've been teaching this in seminars for quite some time, and just I figure it's time to kind of get the word out. So I'm pr- I'm I'm excited about publishing this. This is I figured my first book should be about object lessons because I'm a big I'm a big fan of object lessons. <laughs> well, I preach to youth and adults. I still use object lessons, some type of visual. Hey, bro. Hello. Let's do part two. All right, part two. Part two. We're, we're just having some issues here, but that's okay. You were talking about your new book. Is that book going to be digital or is it going to be hands-on? Well, my first is going to be actually a physical book. You put your hands on, keep in your library. And then the next step will be to have a digital version that you can get as well. Um, my hopes for the book is it's not just a, a read and you're done. I want it to be a, a workbook that you can go back to and practice this process and actually be able to create your own object lessons. Cause I think it's important to create your own stuff because there are times that God has really spoken to our kids ministers about something specific for the kids. And, you know, when you really want to minister your kids about something, 
we can just stand up there and talk, but if we can, if we can make every connection possible with them to change our life, that's our goal. Kids ministers are not babysitters. We, we don't like that. We like to, we want to change lives. And so that's why I'm hoping this will be more of a workbook than just a, you know, kind of a read through. Right. That's my goal. Application, how they can apply, I guess, the strategy to get object lessons going and yes. become, a, become a pro at it. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one other question, you're a children's evangelist, children's pastor, but you do a lot of traveling. How can, of course, you mentioned your website, but you do teacher training, Holy Ghost rallies, camps. Tell us what maybe been everywhere. I've been doing the children's ministry for about 25 years. So, yeah, I've done everything from camps to small churches, to big churches, to everything. Um, I love home missions, love to work with home missions. Um, but yes, I, I love, I love to do kids crusades. Whenever I step into a kids crusade and I just did something up in Dallas area and, you know, uh, I went back the next year and they were talking about how one of the kids that had prayed through, it's really cool because we had this 11 year old, I guess it was that had gotten the altar prayed through and the dad was shocked. He's like, he's never showed any interest in church. They, they, been going to church their whole life, but he was just kind of nonchalant about it. Well, she tells me a year later, since that day, he he made this up his mind. He was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. She said, you could see the look on his face just changed. And he's been working with the youth. I mean, over the last year or two, he's been working with the sound system. He's been doing all kinds of stuff. So that for me is like, it's very motivational seeing that, you know, you step in, give the kids an opportunity, help the church, motivate them. But probably even more than that, I love to do the training. So I'm excited about this. I love to do the training. And because I thought if I can walk in, teach some adults, train some people, and I leave because I'm only there for a few days and my information can stay there and help them build their children's ministry, that's a much farther reach. So I love to do teacher training. I love to train and teach people. You do online training as well. You uh if you, you can't travel there, you, you're happy to yes. help somebody online? I actually have a couple of new things that we're, I'm introducing over the last year is, one, I'm doing some online seminars here real soon. Actually, you and I are going to team up and do some of that, too. Um, and then kidsministrytraining.com, we're introducing that. And I actually do personal coaching for churches who um, each month I can actually work with the children's crew. I, the goal is for a church – to commit to a year so that every month I work with their children's staff and do coaching. I've, I've worked with some churches like this where this month we deal with an issue next month, help them through that issue. Um, I had one guy I was coaching and he had a girl that was helping in kids church, but she had a hard time getting in there. She was involved in church. She was doing all these different things. He said, I don't want to walk up to her and be like, you got to go away. He said, cause you know, she was so kind and willing to do, but she wasn't really doing anything because she was so late getting in there because of other responsibilities. He said, she's been doing pictures for the church and stuff. I said, why don't you make her your official photographer? Hmm. And he kind of laughed. I said, what does she do for a living? He goes, she's a photographer. <laughs> I'm like, well, there you go. So right. he approached her and said, why don't you be our photographer? I said, cause dude, you can use the pictures for the website, social media. I mean, there's a million things that you can do. Sometimes the hardest thing for a kid's pastor to do is get 
good pitchers to promote what's going on in their children's department. So he approached her. He said she was on top of the world. He's like, yes, I would love to do that. So she comes in, does pictures. And, and so being able to help with the odd things on the, you know, we teach a lot about basic structure, but there's not a lot of people teaching about how to handle the oddities that come up. And that's what I want to do. I want to help somebody as they grow throughout their children's ministry every month to build that children's ministry department. Like I said, I like to yeah. do the training. <laughs> right. And also you, you, you wear a lot of hats. Like we said, you do marketing, you develop yes. website. Tell us about that. Maybe somebody can hit you up for, for some assistance in that area. So the four just came out and it actually talked. One of the things it talked about was the power of a website social media, the website and stuff like that. So yes, I've, I've done everything from, I do web design, um, social media, video editing, stuff like that. And I started it because we have some of these amazing churches that just have these terrible websites. And just last night I was talking to these two young, this young couple and they were at church, you know, she has a background Pentecost, he doesn't, and they're kind of checking us out. And the guy next to me goes, how'd you find out about us? They're like, well, we looked you up online and watched a couple of services. I'm like, and there it is. Because that's what everybody's doing. And when a church has a, a terrible online presence, they're missing souls. People are looking for somebody who's engaged. They're looking for somebody who's willing to, you know, really connect with the community that way. And the reason a lot of people really don't jump on the online stuff is because um, it's not an instant return. They don't see I posted, I'm working, I'm doing all these things online and they don't quote, see any return right away. So they feel like they're wasting their time when they could be out reaching somebody in a different way. But we miss the, the long game of it, of how many people are actually researching us. And in the forward, it was an amazing article. The question was, if somebody was standing at your front door and they were thinking about coming in, what would you tell that person? He said, we face that every day. People are looking at us online and that's what we got to do is grab them and let them know we actually care about our community, that we actually care about people. And that's how people are researching us now. They're looking up to see where they want to go to church. And I will tell you, I've said it for years and years and years. If you want to build a church, children's ministry is the way to do it. If, and I've heard if you win the kid, you can win the parent. Me, I'm more like, let's win the kid so we don't go to hell. But I'm like, if we can win a kid and we can get the parent so that we can keep the kid, it's about family ministry. And we've had a number of families that's come in recently that had a single mom, a teenager, and two kids. And they're all coming. Uh, the mom just recently got baptized. The kids are kind of checking us out. But they like being here so much that the mom's comfortable being here. And it's about family wow. ministry. So we're trying to do more parent ministry again a lot of that's online um to reach those kids so but yeah i've actually got we've got our own kids ministry website too because people are checking out our children's ministry to see what we're doing so wow. i built we built our face well, i have <laughs> i've got our children's church has a website we have our own facebook page and i've been doing videos that the kids have been watching so if you go on facebook and you want to tag you can tag the church or you can tag Kids View. We have our own location on Facebook because we've been doing so much. And also yeah. YouTube. Yep. And actually been posting stuff on YouTube. Um, 
I had a young person I got tickled at. They were like, well, youth really hit Instagram. That's true. And young people hit YouTube. They was like, yeah, she was in her 20s. She goes, I'm not real crazy about Facebook. It's old people. And I looked at her and said, we're in kids ministry. Old people have kids. <laughs> we're trying to reach yeah. old people. She goes, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm like, that's our target audience is the mom and dad. Because eight-year-olds don't drive. So we're trying to let the moms and dads know, here's what we're doing for kids. Bring them, you know? So Amen. Yeah, you got to know your target audience. <laughs> Amen. You want to do one last thing? You want? I, I know I didn't ask you, but uh, sure. Do, do the plug, kind of a little bit more of, of the kids kids ministry and training. Yes. Coming up. Kids ministry uh, training. Kids ministry training dot com. Um, we're you and I, with the Moses and David, are both going to be doing interviews of children's pastors, children's administrators, pastors. Uh, we've got a huge lineup of people that we're going to be interviewing, asking different questions from different angles. So this is going to be a tremendous opportunity for other children's ministers, for parents, uh, for Sunday school teachers, for children's educators, as well as kids ministers uh, to learn, even pastors, to learn what should be expected, what's not, just a variety of subjects. Um, Do we want to announce our first two that we'll be interviewing? I was just thinking about that. Go ahead. All right. So, the first one, once we get now, we don't have a target date yet, but we'll have that real, real soon. So if you want to be involved in that, um, I think there's a form on kidsministrytraining.com. If you want to stay up to date, fill out that form. Our first interview is going to be with the legend, the one and only King's Clown. Matter of fact, that's right. He is um, in the, they're actually producing a book of the 75 people that have changed our, the movement. And he's one of those 75. He has he has completely changed and revolutionized the way children's ministry works. So it just made sense for us to interview him first. Right. And then Sister Shelby Scott. And that, that's Smith. Right, huh? Smith. Shelby Smith. She is an up-and-coming children's minister who seems to be rocking it. So we want to interview her. I thought it was great that we had somebody who has been doing this for years and years and somebody new. So that's going to be our first two. Very, very excited about that. And once we get that up and edited, we'll have that posted, but you have to watch kidsministrytraining.com to stay up to date on that. Don't want to miss this. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be an awesome webinars. And we've reached out to several of our friends, fellow children's evangelists, uh, you know, ministry boards all across different districts mm-hmm. and they're going to be sharing their expertise their cup of tea they're going to be doing all types of things and these webinars are going to be free training and and uh brother david free? what it, it, i don't know awesome we won't make them that? free. that's the, that's yeah. the best price right there so yeah. stay tuned and thank you brother david thank you brother Moore, for your time and giving us your uh object lesson training, mini training here on this podcast. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you for being on part one and part two. Uh, Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I always enjoy talking with you. Amen. We'll see you later. God bless you. May the Lord bless you guys that are listening in Jesus name. Yep. See you later.